0: Well, here we are together again, one week later. I feel as if. Where are we? We are the week after Easter 2020, and feeling as though we may be accepting and settling in to some level of normalcy, whatever that may look like. We have just come off the back of Easter, which in Australia is a big freaking deal. However, because nobody's going over to each other's houses for Easter, there was probably a lot of eating lamb, prawns, ham, whatever product you made for Easter, and then gorging yourself on chocolate to distract yourself from the reality of the current situation, which is totally fine. (laughs) Because people, it has come to my attention that this pandemic, this experience, is a big freaking deal in no short terms i would define it as life changing i actually looked up the word trauma over the weekend to really understand and to understand for our brains what a traumatic experience is and for all intents and purposes i would decide i would agree i would tell you the potent- this pandemic is a traumatic experience, which means it is life changing. And I would encourage you to give yourself some space to take care of yourself and take care of your mental health. I'm not going to lie, for multitude of weeks, I pushed through and I thought I was okay. And then I literally just hit the wall. And I went, you know what, I need to just hit pause. I need to not keep pushing and not keep pretending like it's all tickety boo, daisies and butterflies. And I will tell you what, my brain and my body feel so much better for having given myself space and permission to just completely implode. Because if you are the owner of a business, and that business relies on large-scale weddings and events, and you are guessing at this point in time, you probably are not going to be doing a large-scale wedding or event through 2020, that changes things. And to say we're walking on uneven footing is an understatement. But here's the thing. We can't do anything about it. This is real life. This is the human experience, and I am 100% here for it. And yes, we had a business plan that was based on doing large-scale weddings and events through much of 2020. However, the state of the nation has changed people. It has changed. And I can guarantee you that amazing opportunities are going to come through and come from this experience, but they may just not be showing their shiny little heads at this moment in time. And that's okay, because we are in this for the long term. I caught up with my students this morning, and we had a great conversation, a little Q&A around when people's next live bookings are actually happening. It seems For those of us who are in Australia and New Zealand, in most cases, it's September, October. So embrace it, accept it, and realize that we are probably going to be practicing social distancing for the next six or so months. Of course, that may all change. But just really ooze into it. You are in a lava field ooze into it. I don't know if a lava field is really the best metaphor. Let us decide we're in a mud bath. Just sink into it, people. We are in this for the long haul. Nothing is going to change dramatically overnight. And for all of my girls in Australia, I will tell you right now, I feel pretty proud to be Australian, and to know that this country is currently handling the situation quite well. Here is The scenario that dawned on us over the weekend, we, as humans, are collectively agreeing to participate in social distancing, which means, in Australia, all of the pubs and clubs and restaurants are closed for anything other than takeaway. If you're going to the grocery store, it is for intentional purposes. If you're getting in your car, it's mostly to go for medical advice, to get for groceries, Or do work that you cannot do in your home, which might include delivering flowers. So here's the thing. We are making sacrifices as humans to keep this species alive. To not wipe out half of the planet, right? So that's what we are collectively agreeing to on an individual human basis. What that means, the sacrifice we are making as business owners, is that we are foregoing pretty much all the plans that we had for 2020. Those weddings and events that you thought would be happening that you could count on from a sales point of view. Mm, no. Sorry. You were wrong. That is not actually the plan for 2020. So your business is going to be taking a massive hit. Right? It may have gone from $250,000 down to 5. <laughs> or some version of that but right now the businesses are taking a major hit and that is also a contribution to keeping the species alive remember we are humans and we are doing this to protect the species and from a business ownership point of view it's a big fucking deal it hurts my head and it hurts my heart and this is epic And I want you to process that and be okay with it and come to terms with it. And know that we will get through this. We as a collective industry will get through this. And I will tell you right now, I feel pretty excited when I think about things like what this particular scenario could do for the domestic flower market. If you are a flower farmer... If you have access to locally grown ingredients, domestically grown product, this is our time. I feel so excited for what is on the horizon for anybody who is a flower grower or anybody who has access to locally grown ingredients. What an amazing opportunity to educate our customers and our clients on where flowers come from, how COVID is affecting the international supply and demand of flowers, and really spotlight and celebrate our local growers. What an amazing opportunity. I do have a multitude of ideas spiraling around in my head as to how we could take advantage of this, particularly in light of the upcoming epic weekend known as Mother's Day. Except for all of you people in the UK, because you've decided to celebrate it at a different time, which is fine. So then you can just simply support your local growers and buy some flowers. More on that will be coming soon because I have only just thought of this idea this morning and as things turn out, that's the way my brain works. But y'all know that already. Today, I wanted to talk you through the ins and outs and the math related to setting sales targets and why I suggest doing it the way that I do. And this whole idea actually came out of a session that I had with one of my students, We dedicated an entire session to just planning out and talking about sales targets and revenue goals and breaking it down. And I know at this moment in time, it might feel a little bit weird. It might feel a little bit odd. It might feel a little bit unusual to be sitting down and thinking about sales targets. But I wanted to get this out to you now in case over the next few weeks or months or sometime well into the future you are sitting down and thinking through revenue targets. So you'll often hear me say to you, set a sales target and work down from there. But I also know that might feel like a very intimidating process. So I thought I would take a few minutes and walk you through exactly how to do it. And what's even more powerful is actually breaking down an annual goal into weekly or monthly objectives. And the process of breaking it down into weekly or monthly objectives will make any financial target that you have, whether it's related to a specific pop up that you might be doing, a seasonal holiday, a workshop, a series of weddings, whatever it is that you're particularly working on, breaking it down into a manageable number, i.e., something that happens over the course of a few months or something that happens over a specific week, will make the number, and your target feel so much more achievable. And literally, that feeling of knowing that your sales target is achievable is the difference between you building up the business that you want to be working in and you not making enough money. Very literally, knowing that you feel like your weekly sales target or your weekly inquiry number your weekly objective is something that is attainable 100% will change how you approach growing, pivoting, evolving your business. So here's the thing. I will recommend to you to set an annual sales target and then talk you through how to break it down per month, per week, and getting it to a specific per week goal means that it becomes very measurable. It's also a number that you can wrap your head around and you will immediately know exactly what you want to do in order to achieve that objective because the number is achievable. So I'm going to encourage you to set an annual revenue target of $200,000. You might think that that's crazy, but follow along with me here. We are going to assume from now until 12 months from now, your sales target is $200,000 for your business. We are going to assume that around 35% of that $200,000 is going to be dedicated to weddings. And then 65%, or the balance of it, is going to be driven by everyday flower deliveries. So I'm going to talk you through step by step, but it would be beneficial if you had a pen and a piece of paper or a Google Doc or the Notes app open on your phone so that you can write this shiz down. Let us focus in on the weddings first. We have a total business sales objective of $200,000. We're going to assume that approximately 35% of that $200,000 is going to come from weddings. So 35 or 36% of $200,000 is $72,000. Got that number? Written that down? We're going to also then assume that our average wedding booking will be $4,000. So we're going to take that $72,000, divide it by $4,000, And that means that you want to book a total of 18 weddings over the next 12 months. Can you see how much more achievable and literally your brain takes 18 weddings rather than this big nebulous number of $72,000? With our 18 weddings, if we take that one step further, we know that we need to generate four times as many inquiries as we will ever have in terms of actual bookings. So we want to book in 18 weddings, but that means we need to generate four times as many inquiries. If you take your 18 weddings and you multiply it by four, that's going to mean that you need to get 70 inquiries or generate 72 leads to be able to typically book in 18 weddings. If you can book in one in every four inquiries, you are doing very well. So we want to be booking in 18 weddings. We know that that means we need to generate 72 leads. So your mission over the next 12 months, is to generate 72 leads. Taking this even one step further, because this is going to be the icing on the cake, take your 72 leads, divide it by 12, and it means you need to average six inquiries per month. Breaking down your annual sales target into measurable objectives is so powerful, because now I can tell you all you need to do is come up with a plan, focus in on your marketing tactics to generate six inquiries per month. See how simple it is? Can you see how your brain reacts to that and says, oh my god, I could totally book in and I could totally generate six inquiries per month. Okay, let's hit the ground running. Whereas if you simply look at a total revenue objective of $72,000, it's far too nebulous. It's far too vague, and it's not something that your brain can actually attach itself to. So take your annual sales target and break it down in such a way. The math, again, in that instance, if you are following along, is we're going to assume an annual sales target of $200,000. 36% of that is going to be generated by weddings. So 36% of $200,000 is $72,000. We're going to assume $4,000 on average per booking, per wedding. 72,000 divided by 4,000 means 18 weddings over the course of the next 12 months. Then, because y'all know you need to generate four times as many inquiries as you have in terms of bookings, you need to generate 72 leads to be able to book in your 18 weddings. Take your 72 leads, divide it over your 12 months, equals six leads per month. You can replace the numbers with whatever you want them to be, but follow along in that math and see how much more motivated you feel because the number all of a sudden feels very achievable. Let's switch over to everyday flowers. So, our annual sales target is $200,000. We know a chunk of it's going to come from weddings, and then the balance of it is going to come from everyday flowers. 65% in fact, is going to come from everyday flowers. 65% of $200,000 is $128,000, give or take. If we're going to run on the assumption that the average order value of our arrangements is going to be $90 per order, take your $128,000 generated by everyday flowers, divide it by $90 per order, means you're aiming for 1,422 orders over the course of the year. Let's assume, for all intents and purposes, you work 48 weeks per year. take your 1,422 orders, divide it by 48 weeks, and then you know you need to get 30 orders per week. So your focus is now on Figuring out how you can market your business to your ideal client to generate 30 orders per week. This process simply involves a pen and a piece of paper and your calculator. But it's so powerful in terms of you being able to wrap your head around and understand the specifics and knowing how many orders you need to generate to meet your annual sales target. It's 100% worth it and it doesn't matter if you're trying to figure out your sales target for a weekend mother's day extravaganza or you work in a totally different business take your annual sales target and start to break it down into manageable pieces make any assumptions that you want to make in terms of your average order value and then break it out over time It will create such a dramatic shift in your mindset about how you can achieve these targets. It will blow your mind. So instead of telling yourself that you have an annual sales target of $200,000, simply remind yourself, okay, all I need to do is focus in on getting 30 orders this week. That's it. So much simpler. And then over time, that money simply adds up so good, people. It's so good. So your challenge and your homework for this week will be as follows. One, take your annual sales target. Write it out on a piece of paper. Define what your average order value is. Then do a little bit of quickie dicky math, and you'll work out how many actual orders that turns into. And again, it doesn't matter what you're selling. If you're selling $90 bouquets, if you're selling $10,000 weddings, take your annual sales target, divide it by your average order value, and that will tell you how many orders you need to get. I would then encourage you to divide that over 12 months or 48 weeks or whatever your working operation is to give you a manageable number per week. Is math is so worth the energy and effort to sort through. Because all of a sudden, what happened when I was going through this with my student, was she looked at how many orders she needed to get in a week, and she was like, oh, that is so simple. That is so easy. I could totally do that. I should actually increase my revenue goal, because I think I could turn over more orders than that in a week. So, you can play around with the math and you can do this backwards and you can do this forwards to figure out what your annual sales target is and then how many of those orders you need to fulfill in the run of a week. And then focus 100% in on how and where you want to spend your time and energy and marketing expertise to be able to generate those orders. So, the process is take your sales target and your average order value, do the divisional math to work out how many orders that is, and then break it out into a per month or a per week figure. I will also suggest if you are thinking about doing something, some sort of digital version pop-up online ordering for Mother's Day, because that is only a few weeks away, you can do exactly the same exercise. Right? So let's say our Mother's Day sales objective is $10,000. We want to generate $10,000 in sales over the course of the Mother's Day week or the Mother's Day weekend. Again, we're going to aim for $90 per order. Take your $10,000, divide it by $90, means that you need to generate 111 orders. 111 orders will get you your 10 dollars. The advantage of doing this math is that all of a sudden you will realize that you probably don't want to be delivering 111 arrangements on Sunday, Mother's Day. At least I certainly don't. Or you might realize you need to have two other delivery drivers because you do want to deliver them all on Mother's Day, Sunday. Or you could decide that you want to deliver them all or your husband's going to deliver them all or your sister or your mother or your cousin is going to deliver them all. And you're going to stick to 35 deliveries on the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday. So take your annual or your weekend revenue objective and your sales target and do some math to break it down into bite-sized pieces. It will make it feel so much more achievable, but for any one-off event that you have, particularly if you're doing deliveries, all of a sudden you'll begin to realize the logistical implications and then you can proactively plan for it. Here's a hot tip about Mother's Day. Mothers don't actually care if their flowers are delivered on the Sunday. They just want to know that their son loves them particularly at this moment in time, because they're going to be by themselves and that they are being thought of. Mothers don't care if it's Friday, if it's Saturday, and in some cases, Monday. But know that you can take advantage of this whole situation and you can make a big thing out of the whole Mother's Day weekend. So explore that opportunity. Think about the idea. But sit down, set yourself a sales target, set yourself an average order value, And I would highly encourage you to set your average order value higher than you think. Something that's slightly uncomfortable. Take your annual sales target, divide it by your average order value, and that becomes the number of orders that you need to generate. Then you can put all of your energy and your effort into marketing and generating those orders. And one at a time, they will come through the door and kapow. You will have $10,000 in your pretty little fingers. Easy as that. Definitely encourage you to do this math. If you're thinking of dabbling and playing around and exploring the idea of getting into everyday flowers because your wedding and events business is totally gone kaput, this is totally worth the time and energy. It doesn't take very long, and it immediately makes your annual sales target or your sales objective, whatever time frame that's around, so much more achievable, approachable and accessible. And that exercise of making it feel much more accessible is totally empowering. Because then all of a sudden you'll look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I could totally do that. Here's how I'm gonna do that. Here's 25 ideas that I've generated in terms of how I can make that happen. And if you do this exercise and if you're doing a little bit of math and you got your pen and paper out and your fancy dancy calculator, I would love it, love, love, love it if you took a quickie little screen grab posted it to Instagram stories and tagged me at little bird bloom and showed me that you were doing the fun things because math is fun people who knew getting into floristry that you'd spend so much time doing math but it is a for reals exercise and if you know anybody if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to this podcast please share it around tell all your friends about it And sending you so much love and joy. Take care of yourself. Social distancing is the way of the future. It's what all the cool kids are doing. It's how we behave, people. And if you haven't had a Zoom call with your family recently, set one up. It will change the game for you. Have a beautiful day. Get outside. Get a bit of vitamin D. Eat your vegetables. Have a little bit of an extra long nap. And I will talk to you next week. Sending you all the love and have a beautiful day, friends. Bye for now.